0: The s Podcast Channel, the perfect channel for any style of podcast. We have all different pop culture style podcasts for all of your listening needs. If you would like to start a podcast, you can reach us at podcast at gmail.com. We are always looking for new podcasts to add to our channel, and the topic could be anything you want, so contact us now. My name is Brian Pillman Jr., and you're listening to Jay's Week in Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> Yeah, we got some cowboy shit going on in the world of professional wrestling coming by way of AEW Full Gear. This is the Jay's Week in Wrestling Podcast. This is episode 60, and this is the AEW Full Gear Post Show. I am your host, I am Jay, back at you, bringing you all the hits and misses when it comes to professional wrestling and With that, Adam Page, Hangman Adam Page is the new AEW World Heavyweight Champion defeating the best bout machine, Kenny Omega. And let me tell you, in in a cool match, it was, look, I was on the fence in the beginning when AEW first started when the first heavyweight title match was Hangman Page and Chris Jericho because in my brain I was like, okay. You you want an established name, I guess, with your new championship? Or do you want your future of your company? The young guy, someone you want to, you know, showcase as the new face of wrestling as your world champion. At the time, I thought it was right to put it on Chris Jericho, along with a lot of people. I, some people thought it, it would have been fine to put it on Hangman, and I wouldn't have hated it, but... I think now Hangman is better than what he was two years ago. Obviously, he just had a child this past year. um. So his mindset might be a little bit different. However, I feel like this version of Hangman Page is better than the one that challenged Chris Jericho two years ago. I thought Full Gear, which this show, like I said, this is the Full Gear post show. This is going to be all about Full Gear. Um, next week, episode 61, I will get into all aspects of pro wrestling. Like I usually do WWE, AEW impact. We'll talk about ring of honor and that was going on there. We'll talk about all the releases. We'll get into all of that. And of course, leading into survivor series, we'll get into that as well. But this is all about full gear and a lot of things came out of this show. Um, there were a lot of matches, <laughs> a lot of matches, which is fine. I enjoy wrestling, so I don't mind seeing a lot of matches. Um, start off, off Jump Street, the buy-in. We had Hikaru Shida and Thunder Rosa going up against Nyla Rose and Jamie Hayter. These are the four remaining women in the newly formed aew TBS women's championship um they I feel they guess that I guess they feel they have enough women to have a secondary championship which is cool I, I I don't hate it but now and then later on down the road if you wanted to do champion versus champion it would probably seem that much more special. Someone like a down the road, someone like a Jade Cargill, I could see having that title, um, or you know, like the winner of this tournament, who uh, I really hope it's not Nyla Rose. I, I'm gonna say it's probably gonna be Thunder Rosa, uh, for the for the mere fact that Hikaru Shida and and um Serena Deeb seem to still be in this little feud that they got going on. So I think, and Serena Deeb was in the crowd for this match. Um, Hikaru Shida and Thunder Rosa did get the win over Nyla Rose and Jamie Hader. Um I think Serena Deeb is going to screw Hikaru Shida out of this tournament and I think Thunder Rosa will probably defeat Nyla Rose um, in the final I don't think Jamie Hayter is going to make it to the final um, so I think it'll be Thunder Rosa defeating Nyla Rose to become the first TBS women's champion that's just my opinion but Let's see what happens. You never know. (laughs) Um, Then we get an interview with Tony Schiavone, with best friends Chris Statlander and with Orange Cassidy. Um, Orange Cassidy uh, on uh, Rampage got beat up by Matt Hardy and the and uh, the Butcher uh, and no, not the Butcher. I think it was the Blade, the the Blade and uh, Isaiah Cassidy of uh, HFO. Um, Hardy family office so Matt Hardy's feuding with Orange Cassidy they have a special tag match coming up this Wednesday on AEW Dynamite it is going to be the Butcher and the Blade going up against Orange Cassidy and a partner of his choosing which they decide to announce later on will be a member of Chaos because now the best friends chris statlander and orange cassidy are now members of the chaos group from new japan pro wrestling which is led by kajuko Okada. why these guys are now in chaos blows my mind um i know with bullet club and other factions from new japan they have american um what do you call that uh American members, for lack of a better term, off the top of my head, I can't think of another uh, association of gaijin talent, even though Bullet Club in its infancy was all gaijin talent, except for Yujiro Takahashi. Um, But with that being said, um, I know New Japan Pro Wrestling needs... um, not needs but they have representation from american wrestlers from different organizations to be in their groups like look at bullet club right now in impact wrestling you have chris bay um representing them and among among other wrestlers representing other forms you know uh, uh, of each group um so chaos now has the best friends and orange cassidy which will these guys ever go to new japan maybe they will For a one-off, you know, special tag match or whatever. I don't know. I mean, I think Orange Cassidy would would get popular in Japan because depending on the crowd, because Japan, they like their goofy characters sometimes as well. As much as we know Japanese strong style wrestling as very hardcore, very hard hitting, and it is, but they also like their goofy characters at the same time. (laughs) No different than some American indie feds out there. Um, so Arnes Cassidy could be very popular in Japan. Like I said, depending on depending on the crowd. Um, so they wait till later on in the show to announce who his partner is going to be for Wednesday night. First match on the actual card: MJF and Darby Allen. Darby Allen comes out with Sting. Sting leaves on his leaves to the back and lets uh, Darby fight this match on his own. MJF came out first, though, I've neglected to say that, but it doesn't really matter. Um, <laughs> MJF defeats Darby Allen by knocking him out with his uh, diamond ring and then putting him in a side headlock. Now let me let me just throw this out there right now. The match itself was very good, very enjoyable. They they put on a good they put on a decent uh, wrestling match. They told a pretty cool story. Um, Wardlow and Sean Spears tried to interfere. Sting took them out with uh, his baseball bat and some chair shots for Sean Spears. Then the end which is what I just mentioned a couple of seconds ago that MJF pinned him after knocking him out but then he pinned him with a side headlock takeover. The whole story behind this side headlock takeover crap was MJF said that he will out wrestle the very unorthodox Darby Allen and that he can pin him with a side headlock takeover I wouldn't have minded it if it didn't look bad the way it ended because if you look at the side headlock takeover especially the way MJF pinned him with Dar- Darby's shoulders is off the ground by like a foot <laughs> it's like uh if I'm a referee I'm going to be like um Yo, bro, like, uh, put him down a little bit. <laughs> he pinned him with his shoulder off the mat. But whatever, I'm nitpicking. That, that's just whatever. They told the story they wanted to tell. It was a good match. I really don't have many complaints except for that. That's just the purest wrestling fan in me. Like, you pinned him with his shoulder off the ground. But whatever. <laughs> but whatever the case, um, I'm pretty sure they're going to continue this feud. This is not the end. And I'm pretty sure Darby Allen is going to get his uh his his win back, um, whether it be in a couple of weeks or at the very next pay per view, if it's in a stipulation, probably a coffin match or whatever. And I'll tell you this: those uh those coffin drops that he be doing on the apron, oh god, how dangerous is that? <laughs> he did one um to to MJF onto the floor, and it seems like his lower back hit the ground before his top half hit MJF. It looked brutal. He, he, that kid is going to hurt himself one day. I'm pretty sure he's he has already, but uh, hopefully, you know, hopefully he doesn't get seriously injured one day because once you hurt your back, that shit is forever. (laughs) You know what I mean? So, you know, once again, good opening match, no real complaints except for the, you know, ticky tack little pity pat finish that they did. But MJF gets the win, and they threw it out there that out of the four young pillars of um, AEW, which is which consist of MJF, Darby Allen, Jungle Boy, and Sammy Guevara. Now, after beating Darby Allen, MJF has defeated all three of them, so they had to they had to throw that out there. So MJF has a win against all the four, I mean three young pillars of AEW. Next, the Lucha Brothers defeated FTR to retain the AEW tag team titles now the triple a tag team titles were not on the line to my knowledge um so ftr is still the triple a t- uh, tag team champions which is um triple a the biggest uh besides cmll it's the old oldest biggest company in uh in mexico so ftr still has those belts um, but the Lucha Brothers get the win with uh, with an assist pile driver from uh, onto, I think, uh, Cash Wheeler. No, was it Cash? Yeah, I think it was Cash Wheeler. Um, good match. I mean, it, it wasn't the Lucha Brothers versus uh, the Young Bucks, but um, this was a good wrestling match. No doubt about it. Um, I think FTR, um, I, I don't know if they're underrated, but I, I just think not a lot of people mention them at uh, a higher echelon of tag teams. Um FTR has had great matches with Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano. They've had great tag team matches. Um, Obviously, I just mentioned Gargano, Ciampa, and NXT. They had great matches in NXT. They had great matches on Raw, great matches on SmackDown, great matches in AEW. These two guys are a great tag team. Um they have music now that is kind of similar to like the Midnight Express, which is pretty funny. <laughs> Their music sounds terrible, but if you were a fan of the Midnight Express, you would, you would probably enjoy that. Um, and Tully Blanchard, I mean, shit. I mean, ever since coming to AEW, he's involved in a lot of this stuff. I mean, he'd be getting down and he getting his hands dirty. Um, before AEW, I mean, Tully Blanchard, to my knowledge, hasn't done stuff in f- forever. Like, Easily two decades. What? Where did they dust off Tully Blanchard <laughs> to bring him out for this stuff? The man's a Hall of Famer. He's a legend, but yo, like, yo he's up there in age, man. He's kind of skinny. You know? I mean, I guess he's in good shape, but you know, and he was managing Sean Spears. Now he seems to be exclusively. Uh, I mean, they're the pinnacle, but I, I, you know, he's been with FTR a lot more than than he's been with Sean Spears. Um but yeah i enjoy ftr a lot i think you know they're gonna have more tag matches obviously because they have the mexican uh tag team championship but um yeah good match another good match so you figure the first two matches very good so far um brian danielson defeated miro in the finals of the world title tournament number one contender tournament now brian danielson is the number one contender for the AEW championship, which is very interesting considering Hangman Page is the champion. Now you got two baby faces. If it was if Kenny Omega was still champion, and I'm a, I'm sidetracking, but if Kenny Omega was still champion and Danielson won this, then I'll be like, all right, it looks like they're gonna put the title on Danielson. Adam Page won and Miro lost, so hmm. It's not like Miro got the upset win over Danielson, which I wouldn't consider an upset. Miro's a badass monster right now. If Miro would have won and Hangman Page wins anyway, then be like, all right, we got a heel and a baby face. Boom, there we go. But now we got two baby faces. And we got Brian Danielson eventually going to go against Hangman Page, and which should be very, very interesting how they booked that. Um, so this match was very good. Um, Brian Danielson hit Miro with what seems to be his weakness, (laughs) which is a DDT. Who knew? I mean, all this time, apparently all you got to do is DDT this man, you know, but Eddie Kingston tried it. He couldn't get the job done against Miro. I mean, Sammy Guevara did it and he beat him for the TNT championship. Um, I guess the long history of neck injuries. Apparently, all you got to do is DDT this man, and you and you have a, a you got his kryptonite. <laughs> so after a a long, a nice long, good fight, you know, where it seemed that uh, Danielson would probably get his first loss, and I knew Danielson was going to win because they kind of gave it away during the countdown. During the countdown, showed a full gear. Brian Danielson said he has never defeated Miro. Whenever something like that is said, that means they're going to (laughs) win. It's like, okay, they're throwing that Easter egg out at you. I never defeated this man before in my whole career. He has always beaten me. He has always had my number until now. They're telling you what's going to (laughs) happen. So Brian Danielson hits a DDT off the rope, off the top rope, and Miro is knocked out. I think Brian went for like a guillotine but but he was knocked out. So Brian knocks him out. He's the new number 1 contender and uh like I said, we'll see how they book this because now you have Babyface and Babyface and a guy who just defeated the Evil Kenny Omega to become the world champion. Now you got everyone's like flavor of the month I call Brian the flavor of the month because he you know he came in during the last pay-per-view and you know he's on this winning streak and blah 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 but Brian Danielson is no flavor of the month anywhere. Brian Danielson is great. But now you have the new champion against the new number 1 contender. What do you do? <laughs> but we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Um up next we have Christian Cage and Jurassic Express luchasaurus and jungle boy going up against the super click matt and nick jackson the young bucks and adam cole baby and this was a just a big old fight just a big (laughs) there was a lot of weapons there was uh thumbtacks there were tables a bunch of high spots uh and and just brawling all over the place you had luchasaurus doing doing uh shooting star presses off of the stage (laughs) yeah, <laughs> You had concertos. You had all sorts of stuff um, with Christian and the Jurassic Express getting the win here. I was thinking to myself, oh, you know, I was going for the Young Bucks and Adam Cole because I, I didn't think they would give Christian and, and, and Jurassic Express the win. Now, the, the way it ended, it didn't end the feud between Jungle Boy and Adam Cole because Jungle Boy didn't beat Adam Cole. Jungle, Jungle Boy defeated uh, Nick Jackson, if I remember correctly. He hit him with the concerto. He didn't hit Adam Cole with the concerto. So I think this little feud between Jungle Boy and Adam Cole is going to continue. I think they're going to have singles matches. Um, and maybe we'll get a Young Bucks versus Christian and Luchasaurus match or something like that. Who knows? Uh, Alps and Christian. Christian Cage. Jumping off of the balcony like if he was New Jack. <laughs> I mean he he got caught by like three people so it, it it worked fine but he a lot of high spots for uh for, for old man Christian over here <laughs> you know it's I'm excited to see I'm happy for Christian um obviously WWE didn't really give him an opportunity like they did edge um which just goes to show Edge was just the bigger star um out of those two. Um, Christian Cage was a guy who in 2005 or 2006 was ready to be a main eventer Um, but WWE I guess just didn't see it and they didn't give him that opportunity then in his prime you think they were going to give him an opportunity now I mean and he went on to to TNA to Impact Wrestling he became the world champion over there multiple times he was a main eventer there comes back to WWE they send him to ECW they sent him to WWE CW feuds with Jack Swagger. He becomes ECW champion Um, for a cup of coffee. Then comes and he finally gets his chance to, to, to main event on the WWE main roster. You know, Edge had to retire. So what did they do? They put the belt on Christian. Then immediately, immediately he drops it to Randy Orton. Immediately wins the belt back few days later loses it to randy again <laughs> before you know it two years maybe a year and a half two years later he's already gone he's done you know and and then you know he comes back in the royal rumble about a year about a year ago year or two ago him and edge are in the ring together it's a good moment and then christian shows up on aew was like what we thought we were actually gonna get Edge and Christian at least maybe one tag match back in WWE. The Hardys were there, like it, it seemed like a great idea. Nope, <laughs> but I mean, I I enjoy seeing Christian. I enjoy see I enjoy seeing Edge. They obviously could still do it, you know. Uh, Ed, Christian had a great match with Kenny Omega, got a victory over Kenny Omega to become the Impact World Champion again on on the first episode of Rampage, and it, it was a great moment. It was a great moment, and um, I'm getting sidetracked here, but that's what I do sometimes. (laughs) But, yeah, Christian and Jurassic Express get the win over the Super Click, and uh, they show the Young Bucks in the back with Adam. Is it with Adam Cole? This may have been during the buy-in. I think I'm bugging. Yeah. No, sorry. I think this was on Rampage, actually. Yes, it was on Rampage. Um, Hangman Adam Page confronts the Young Bucks, and he tells them, "Look, you know, he he threw away their friendship. He was in a bad place, and uh, he cost them a shot at the tag titles. Then they cost him a shot at the world title. And he told them that we're even. And if you even lay a hand on me during this match with Kenny Omega, I will make it my life's business to ruin you guys." And they were like, hmm, all right, we'll see. So we'll get to that when uh, we get to the main event. But um, Cody Rhodes. Oh. <laughs> oh, and I got a question for everybody out there about Cody Rhodes. And I think I'm going to just, I'll say it here, but since no one's with me, <laughs> I will post it on my Facebook and Instagram. Is Cody Rhodes, does Cody Rhodes have... John Cena heat, or does he have X Pac heat right now? Let me explain the difference for for some for some people that may not understand. John Cena had heat for a long time because it was because it was cool for everybody to hate John Cena, even though deep down you get someone like a Roman Reigns or you get someone out there that they probably dislike more, and Cena will be cheered. However, is Cody actually garnering hate from the AEW crowd a la a John Cena, or is it X-Pac heat? Let's rewind to 2000 or 2001, or even 2002. He was still in WWE at that time also. X-Pac, who in my opinion is a fantastic wrestler, great performer, but, for some reason, I guess his character got so stale <laughs> around two thousand one two thousand two that no one wanted to watch him. He would get in the ring and would get booed, but it wasn't heat that he was gardening because of his because of what he was doing in the ring he the crowd just didn't want to see him like. <laughs> like it was legitimate like go away heat it was like we we're not booing you because we dislike you we're not cheering you at all we just don't want to watch you and is that what's happening with Cody this is a guy who's one of the one of the main talk about the main pillars of, of the young guys in AEW this guy was one of the reasons why AEW exists in the first place Cody the Bucks uh, Kenny hangman Adam page Chris Jericho and Tony Khan those are the guys that made AEW. that made AEW. but there's a there's something up here the crowds at all these events and the pay-per-views and the live shows don't want to see Cody Rhodes everybody was bitching when 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 AEW W first started oh give Cody his last name back. We want Cody Rhodes, not let's let let's be slick and call them Cody and Brandy Rhodes. Let's have Brandy go out there just so they could say the name Rhodes. We want Cody Rhodes. We want him to have his name back. You want to know why nobody likes Cody right now? Because all these guys that you're taking from WWE and you're immediately putting them in the ring with Cody, they're better than Cody. Malachi black is better than Cody. He is cooler than Cody. His character is overall better than Cody. That's what the people think and see. Andrade El Idolo, someone who couldn't get even get a reaction in WWE. They're cheering him over Cody. At the at the tag match, Pac is more popular than Cody. Because Cody's character is not cool. No one can 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 you know. There's no redeeming qualities about Cody Rhodes' character. And and you think people care that he's on a that 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 he's on a game show? That he hosts a game show? You think people care that he's on a reality show? Nobody gives a shit. That's not it. It's not that he's not dedicating himself enough to pro wrestling that the fans are turning on him. That's not it either. No, nope, that's not it. In my mind, I think he has X Pac Heat because his character is stale. He's been doing the same shit since he left WWE. Let's rewind. When he left WWE, he went to Ring of Honor. He went to Impact Wrestling. He went to New Japan Pro Wrestling. He went to PWG for a cup of coffee for a couple matches. And right now, he is the exact same character that he was then. And what was that? He's been out of WWE for what? Eight, seven, eight years? How long has he been out of WWE? A little while now. He's been the exact same character. Nothing has changed about him. Kenny Omega went from junior heavyweight to the cleaner. To the best bout machine. At least there's been an evolution there. Hangman Adam Page. Went from ROH Youngboy. To Bullet Club member. To Hangman. To you know. Hangman Adam Page. Cowboy shit. Okay. There's There's a change in there. A lot of these guys. Pac. He went from Neville. Little Mighty Mouse superhero gimmick. To an angry little, angry little man, <laughs> who's a vicious, vicious little guy, in WWE when he turned heel, to so now he's just a bastard, and people appreciate that he's a mean little bastard. Yeah, that's cool, and he can still do the flips. He hits hard and all that stuff. There's a change there. Tommy End. Tommy End was just a Muay Thai kickboxer. Now he's a demonic force of nature who will knock your head off. And his character changed. It got darker after a while. Andrade is pretty much the same guy. <laughs> he just went from La Sombra to um, Andrade uh, uh, to... Uh, damn, what was that name? Stupid name that they gave him. Um, Whatever. Not the point. I forget what they named the in See, He was Andrade something. Uh, Cien Almas. There we go. Andrade Cien Almas, who was in suspenders, bopping around, smiling and all this other stuff. That got him nowhere. And then he just turned into Andrade, serious character, could go, hits hard, can do the Lucha Libre style, bigger guy. He had Zelina Vega with him. Now, he's the idol, Andrale Del Idolo. He's pretty much the same character, just boosted up a little bit. Still cooler than the American nightmare, Cody Rhodes. Hulk Hogan got stale. They started booing him in the early 90s. They booed him in WCW. They booed him in his prime in WWE against Jake the Snake Roberts, who was a heel, which is why they never gave Jake the Snake Roberts a title shot because they were afraid that this new up and coming character that people were getting behind would cheer, they would cheer him over Hogan the superhero they cheered the ultimate warrior when they when he beat Hulk Hogan they cheered the undertaker when he beat Hulk Hogan in Survivor Series of 91 they cheered yoko zuna when he beat Hulk Hogan in King of the Ring They cheered Ric Flair, who was older, but he was the WCW guy. (laughs) When things get stale, people notice. Cody Rhodes has been stale as old chips for a long, long time. And he's trying to do his best John Cena impression by saying he's not going to turn heel. He's going to continue the way that he's going, and the fans are just going to love him. At the pay-per-view, he gave his little weightlifting belt to to a young man who was in a wheelchair in the audience. Cool move. I'm sure he's a wonderful man. I'm not taking anything away from him. As a father, a new father, as a husband to Brandy, I'm not taking anything away. I'm sure the American Dream Dusty Rhodes treated him very well and brought him up very well. His character sucks. His character is stale, which is why I see a change coming. Hollywood Hogan style. I see a change coming in Cody Rhodes, and I could eventually see Cody Rhodes screwing Adam Page out of that world title, which will lead into a feud down the road with Cody and Brian Danielson. But that's a whole nother scenario. I just made that up in my brain and I can see it happening. However, Cody Rhodes is very stale. He and Pac got the win. Pac got the win, by the way. (laughs) Um, And I can see Cody turning on Pac really soon and those two having his first feud with Pac as a heel. Damn, that was a long rant about Cody Rhodes, but you know what? I felt it was necessary. (laughs) <laughs> CM Punk and Eddie Kingston. Loved it. I loved it. Listen, I like Eddie Kingston. There's something about him that I just like. Eddie Kingston is from New York. I'm from New York. Maybe it's a New York thing. But I've always loved those type of cat gangster type characters that don't give a shit, ain't scared of nobody, I'll fight you, whatever. I like that. That's why I like him. I like Moxley. I used to like Conan. I used to like uh, Ray Ray. Uh, Those type of characters I like. (laughs) Something about them hood characters. I like it. You know what I mean? This was a matter of respect. Eddie Kingston feels CM Punk, among others, in the indie scene back then who are huge stars now did not respect him and did not give him his due. Cesaro is another one that Eddie Kingston does not like because he said Cesaro buried him on his way to WWE. Cesaro on his way to WWE. Usually the way that works is if you are going to move on from a territory um, or if you're going to move on to a bigger company, if you're going to make money somewhere else, you put, the guy who's going to stay in that company over give them the win. So I guess, I don't know if this was combat zone wrestling. I'm not sure where this was ring of honor. I don't know where, but wherever they were or Chikara or whatever it is, Cesaro did not put Eddie Kingston over and he has hated Cesaro ever since. So if, uh, Claudio Castagnoli ends up in a W one day, that's a match. That's probably going to happen. <laughs> And it's probably going to be similar to this one. Eddie Kingston said CM Punk, Samoa Joe, uh, Danielson, among others, didn't give him the respect that he deserved. And CM Punk mentioned homicide in that list too, and, and Eddie Kingston considers homicide one of his best friends. Um, but this was a fight. Eddie Kingston took the fight to CM Punk, made him bleed, was all over him i mean at the end of the day cm punk got the win with a with a very nice go to sleep and uh wanted to shake eddie kingston's hand at the end and eddie kingston pretty much flipped him off and walked away (laughs) and cm punk just laughed inside of the ring this was a matter of respect i feel this was similar to undertaker jeff hardy where he got the he well they're both veterans i mean shit they've both been in the business pretty much around the same time but punk a little bit earlier than uh than than kingston but uh he he got punk's respect and he didn't want it <laughs> so they might have another match after this who knows this who knows if this may lead to punk versus moxley when moxley comes back from his uh from his uh uh rehab who knows but um Eddie Kingston and, and Punk put on a great fight, good match, very enjoyable. Um, this whole card was enjoyable. i I mean, the whole card was 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 very enjoyable, very good. Um, up next, honestly, <laughs> I thought it would have been better than what it was, but uh, it was a good ending. <laughs> the ending that everybody wanted, they got. Um, the Inner Circle in a street fight against Men of the Year and American Top Team. American Top Team consisted of Dan Lambert, (laughs) um, Junior Dos Santos, and Andre Olofsky. Men of the Year, obviously, uh, Ethan Page, All-Ego Ethan Page, and Scorpio Sky. Um, Inner Circle, you've got Sammy Guevara, Jake Hager, um, LAX, I I called them LAX, uh, or Santana and Ortiz. And, of course, Chris Jericho. There's one guy that I was very impressed with on American Top Team, and that was JDS, Junior Dos Santos. Yeah, he's still green as grass, but you know what? The guy has done very well. He's very strong. He's very big and very agile. This man did a standing moonsault. Yeah, he landed on his dome on on top of Jericho, but you know what? That's a big man doing that. Very impressive. Um, I thought JDS did a good job in that tag match that he was in a few a few weeks back. I think JDS and Arlovsky get enough ring time and training under their belt. They could be a very, probably a very decent heavyweight tag team in, in pro wrestling. A very scary team, you know. Um, who knows if they could be in line for a tag title shot within a year. Within a year, I give them because um, that's a scary duo. They're both big monsters. I mean, Arlovsky is a lot greener than uh than JDS, but um, I feel they both did a decent job. Um, Arlovski, like I said, I think he needs a little bit more seasoning, but I think JDS is almost there. Um, Jericho got the frog splash on Dan Lambert, who was wearing a big blue velour, <laughs> a big blue jumpsuit. <laughs> Dan Lambert is very annoying on the mic, but he could talk. Um he kind of reminds me of a watered down version of Pat McAfee. I think he tries to be that way. But they tried this American Top Team thing in Impact a few years ago. Um it's not as successful as it is here in AEW. Um because a lot of people a lot less people watch Impact. But at the time you had Bobby Lashley and you had a couple of the guys from American Top Team. I don't know if it was the same guys that they are now that they have in AEW. But this is not the first time Dan Lambert has been in a wrestling ring. This is not the first time he's been on a microphone in the ring. This is not the first time he's been in a match. Like I said, he's done this before. So he knew kind of what he was doing, but at the same time, he had, you know, he everybody got the finish that they wanted, and that's Dan Lambert getting beat. He took shots with kendo sticks. He took a frog splash from a much bigger Chris Jericho right now. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I give credit to Dan Lambert. He took some punishment uh in this pay per view. Um, so good for him. <laughs> but um but yeah, the inner circle get the win gets the win. Jericho gets the pin on Dan Lambert, everybody goes home happy. Now, before the main event, which we already know the outcome, but we'll talk about it anyway. Orange Cassidy and his little crew made their announcement. Orange Cassidy is going to bring the stone pit bull Tomohiro Ishii from New Japan Pro Wrestling to be his tag team partner to go against Butcher and the Blade. That is significant because if the if the Butcher and the Blade, if the pinnacle, is it the pinnacle? No, no, no. If the Hardy family office jumps Tomohiro Ishii and, and Orange Cassidy and leaves all these guys laying, who's to say... Tomohiro Ishii doesn't bring the boss, doesn't bring the man, doesn't bring Okada to AEW. That's what this is going to do. It's just this open-door policy, and I'm going to get into the open-door policy next because there's another guy who made his debut last night that I'm uh, going to bring up right now. But we're going to see very soon Kazuchika Okada in AEW. That's going to be very interesting. And, okay. Okay. I'll mention Okada. Now let's let's bring up the first new entry into the open door policy that they have here in AEW. And this coincides with Ring of Honor because I'm going to talk about Ring of Honor on my next episode when I get into everything else pro wrestling, but this has a little to do with it. Ring of Honor is revamping. And after their big major final battle pay-per-view in December, they're going to be on a hiatus till about April or May. And then they're going to relaunch then with a whole new version of Ring of Honor. But they also, since then, because they want their guys to make money and have jobs, released all of their wrestlers. So a total revamping. No one knew who was going to go where, who was going to sign who. Obviously, WWE, I'm sure, is interested in some of these guys. Impact, New Japan, AW. Nobody knew when or who was going to be first. Tony Schiavone's on the stage. He announces a brand new superstar coming to AW. He says this young man has held titles all over the world. Jay Lethal. Is now all elite. So Jay Lethal comes out. He has random pomp and circumstance, Randy Macho Man Savage style music playing, and he says, you know, he's he's ready to start his a new chapter here in AEW, and why not just start right off the bat and challenge Sammy Guevara for the TNT Championship. <coughs> Excuse me. <laughs> um so this Wednesday on Dynamite we're going to have Sammy Guevara versus Jay Lethal. Wow. Here's my thing. You just got Bobby Fish a couple weeks ago. You just brought in Jay Lethal. You got Tony you just brought in Tony Nese. You just brought in Aria Davari who was on 205 live also. He wrestled Dante Martin. On a rampage In my head I'm like how many guys Are they going to bring in And are these long term contracts Or are these You know short term deals We don't know And I get it Tony Khan has money His daddy has money Dixie Carter's daddy had money too Uh Um the dude, dude that owned WCW had a ton of money. Also, Ted Turner, multi-multi, maybe a billionaire. That didn't save them. You need if you're gonna hire all these guys, are you gonna be able to showcase all these guys? Where are you gonna showcase them? You're gonna need three or four different shows, and they already have three or four different shows. You got Dynamite. You got Rampage. You have dark. You have dark elevation. Like how many, how many guys are these guys gonna hire? And the thing is, when you hire all these new guys, you're gonna have to showcase those new guys, and some of your core guys are gonna get pushed to the side. When was the last time we seen Brian Cage, besides Rampage or or, or Dynamite this week? When was the last time we saw Wardlow have a match before this week? I'll wait. You guys, AEW has a ton of guys on the roster. Eventually, you're going to have to start releasing guys too. WWE released over 100-something people in the past two years, past year or two, and they still have a full roster. (laughs) It's crazy to me. It's crazy to me. You're, You're still a relatively new company. Do you need all of these guys? I don't think you need all of them. Don't get it twisted. I don't care if they sign all of them. Go ahead, do it. It's going to be a lot of fun seeing those matches that they put together. As a fan, I'll enjoy it. However, how long can you maintain that? Without some of those guys getting pissed off and wanting to leave. I've heard rumors of Brian Cage wanting to leave already. Who's to say, later on down the road, Vince McMahon or even Triple H when he comes back into power? Because, obviously, unfortunately, he's still recovering. But who's to say WWE won't raid these guys like they raided back in the day? It could still happen. It can happen. Not to say WWE will treat these guys any better than AEW would, but at least they'll be showcased. You know what I mean? I enjoy Jay Lethal's work. I've enjoyed his work for years. I'm sure he's going to have a good old time in AEW. I'm just hoping it lasts. You know what I mean? On to the main event. Obviously, we know the outcome of this main event. (laughs) Hangman Adam Page defeats Kenny Omega for the AEW championship. Really good match. These guys know each other very well. They were obviously former AEW Tag Team Champions. Even before AEW, they were members of Bullet Club together. These guys know each other quite well. And they match up very well. And here's where the storyline progresses. The Young Bucks came out later on in the match. Adam Page had Kenny Omega in trouble. And everybody was already like, "Up oh, here we go. This is where the tide turns and Kenny Omega retains because of the damn young bucks. Buckshot lariat to the back of Kenny Omega. Matt Jackson does nothing. He goes to do the buckshot lariat to the other side, to the front of Kenny Omega. Nick Jackson looks at him. Adam Page looks at him. And Nick just goes, he just nods his head, go ahead, finish him. Just finish him. Buckshot lariat to the front of Kenny Omega. One, two, three. So the Young Bucks stood there and let their leader get pinned in the middle of the ring because they have that much respect for their friend, Hangman Adam Page. Cool storytelling. I, I dig that. Which is why I said I'm interested to see how they book the elite going forward. Does Kenny get pissed off at the Bucks? Does the super click... Turn on Kenny. Kenny becomes a baby face. Uh, how's it going to happen? How about this for an example? Bobby Fish is there. I hear Kyle O'Reilly's contract is coming up very, very soon. And if Kyle O'Reilly's contract just expires and WWE doesn't rehire him, resign him, he can do whatever he wants right away. And yeah, I just went on a stu- on a on a rant about AEW signing everybody. But guess what, they're going to do it anyway. <laughs> what if Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fish and Adam Cole turn on the Elite? And I know they can't be the undisputed era in AEW. But they could be undisputed something. I don't know. (laughs) Red Dragon and Adam Cole versus the elite. How about that one? Maria Kanellis, I think, or or Mike Bennett posted a picture about the kingdom. Picture of Adam Cole, Matt Taven, and, and Mike Bennett with Maria. I would rather see the Undisputed Era guys than the kingdom guys go up against the elite. But we got that before in Ring of Honor the kingdom versus bullet club back when AJ styles was the man. And it'll be styles and the young bucks against Cole and, and, and Taven and, and, uh, and Bennett. I rather see uh, Kyle O'Reilly, Adam Cole and Bobby fish rejoin. Where does that leave Roderick strong? Roderick strong has his own group in NXT. I don't see him going anywhere anytime soon, <laughs> but Kyle O'Reilly, he's up, he's coming and i could totally see him and fish get together with adam cole in AEW. Adam Cole is a lead guy. He's not a side guy. Honestly, and i asked this question to, to one of my boys who's been on the show many a times, uh Sammy Muniz, is it that far out of the uh, out of the matrix here? This is just a question. Ya yeah, could disagree with me, and I will not mind it at all. Is Adam Cole now? Th- think about this. Just, just bear with me. Just think about it. In the United States of America, American pro wrestling fans. I'm not. Ta- I'm not even. I'm not. Screw New Japan. All that stuff. Is Adam Cole in the states a bigger star than Kenny Omega? Right now. In the States. Let's talk about in the States. I'm not talking about Japan. If you're talking about overall worldwide. I'd say Kenny got it. But I'm talking about the States. All we really have to go on. Is what two years of AEW. For Kenny Omega. And the Indies. When you compare that to Adam Cole. Who's been on TV. For years already. NXT. NXT. You know, he was in Ring of Honor doing all all this other stuff. PWG, all the the indies himself, all this other stuff. I understand Kenny Omega is very, very uber popular. He was the freaking champ just now. But it's just a question. In the United States right now, is Adam Cole a bigger star than Kenny Omega? I think I'm going to put that on my social media too just to see the backlash that I'll get. It'll be fun. For everybody calling me crazy, <laughs> so I got two questions. I'm gonna put on my social media today: Is Cody Rhodes have go away heat or John Cena heat? And is Adam Cole who's the bigger star in the states, Adam Cole or Kenny Omega? Yep, those are the two questions that I'm gonna post on my on my social media today. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think this was a cool pay per view, very enjoyable, and um, you know, we'll see how they do the booking down uh down the road after this. We'll see how it goes. And I'll be firmly uh intrigued and you know in tune to see what's happening. You know what I mean? Um so that was full gear. Um that was the card. And uh that was the outcomes. And um like I said, enjoyable card. Very good, very decent show. And uh like I said, this was episode sixty of the Jay's Week in Wrestling Podcast. I will be back this coming week to preview survivor series and to get into everything else all the news in professional wrestling and all of my opinions because that's what this is this is an opinion show and um with that being said i have a lot of stuff going down i recorded this past week episode four of nightmares on j street i recorded with my and 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 i announced it on that show and i'm announcing here too my new co-host permanently for that show and and i'm honored to say it is my dad he is the one that got me into everything that i like and he is just as knowledgeable as me with everything that i like (laughs) so uh it's gonna be a cool cool fun time and uh the next show that we do for nightmares on j street will be the original texas chainsaw massacre from 1974 so that's pretty cool can't wait to do that and to close out last night As you all probably noticed, a lot of the wrestlers were tributing Eddie Guerrero, Chris Jericho with the frog splash, Nyla Rose hit a frog splash, and she's obviously managed by Vicky Guerrero. Um, Last last night, because the paper was last night, I'm recording early Sunday morning, was the anniversary of the death of Eddie Guerrero when he died in uh, 2005, so listen man I'm not going to get into a big rant or a big uh, thing here talking to Eddie but real quick I was a huge fan of Eddie Guerrero loved his work ECW, WCW, WWE Um, he had a short tiny little run in Ring of Honor uh, when he first got let go from WWE before he got brought back Um, he was he was such a ring general Um, his character uh, metamorphosized from uh, a heel to a tweener, his lie cheating and stealing, got him over with the crowd, you know, with his feuds with Ray Mysterio over Dominic Mysterio when he was a little boy, um, just legendary stuff, great matches with Dean Malenko, Chris Jericho, Ray uh, Chris Benoit, um, who, uh, who obviously had a huge influence over in terms of his life. Um, uh, just anybody, he, he beat Brock Lesnar for the WWE Championship and the whole crowd just went nuts and ate it all up. Main evented WrestleMania 20 with Kurt Angle, good match. And just when it seemed like he was going to get back in the title picture, he passed away. He was feuding with Batista and he was going to get a title shot and he passed away. Unfortunate, unfortunate. He was clean. He was in great shape. Um, he was he found God like he was a born again Christian. Him and Shawn Michaels used to read Bible and pray and stuff like that. <clears throat> it's just unfortunate that uh, all the years of uh, abusing your body yeah, it took its toll on him. Unfortunately, we lost him way too soon. And uh, hope he continues to rest in peace. Continued condolences to Vicky and and the and the family. And you know they've obviously you know done big things after. Uh, Eddie's death, and you know, I know the wrestling business has taken care of Vicky and, and, and Shawl and uh, the and you know, the family. So, continued rest in peace to Eddie Guerrero, Viva la Raza, lie, cheating, and stealing. And once again, this was episode 60 of the Jay's Week in Wrestling podcast. I want to thank everybody for listening. Obviously, catch all the shows on the SD Podcast channel. You can catch the SD Podcast channel anywhere you get your podcast from. But the best place to get it is sndblog.com as well as johnnypodcaster.com. That is my website where you can get all my shows. But however, if you want to hear other fantastic programming, you will hit up the sndblog.com. Thank everybody for listening. I will be back next week for episode 61 of the Jay's Weekend Wrestling Podcast and possibly episode 5 of Nightmares on J Street. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Catch y'all next time. Viva la Raza! I lie, I see, I still. I lie, I see, I still. Yo, Mama Cida, I got that passion of laughing long. Most of the falling in love with that little job. One woman isn't enough, Amigo. You see a people here, though. Mass poet is Latino. something in tough part of your blood, cause. I'm the